Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and I'll be here with you the rest of the hour talking about real estate, right? We love real estate everywhere you go, especially on Sundays. It's like everybody's talking about it from the breakfast place, the lunch spots, and at family dinner. Everybody's always talking about real estate. So we've got a great guest uh, on with us today. It's his first time jumping on with us. He was actually recently featured on the road show this guy is top notch let me tell you he is uh he was a member of the chairman's club over at north point bank meaning a top selling loan originator and also uh made the scotsman's guide i think i, I said that right which is the top one percent of all producing loan officers which is a huge achievement so needless to say this gentleman knows his stuff He's here today to talk about house hacking, which is one of my favorite subjects. And if you don't know what that is, or if you're interested in learning about that, stay on. And uh, it's none other than Justin Conrad of North Point Bank. Okay, top loan officer again, Justin Conrad. Justin, welcome to the program. Thank you, Emilio. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate it. Always, always a pleasure, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So, you know, Justin, as you know, as we get more and more and more folks who are interested in pursuing the home ownership journey, right? First time buyers, maybe. Um, actually, I think this would be a perfect segment for first time buyers. People are interested in house hacking. Can you explain what this what this thing is, what it is and how to work it? Yeah, well, I think uh, it's a great opportunity, especially now with the way the market is, uh, the state of the market. Uh, the price of homes. House hacking is essentially buying a uh, multi-unit property, using the rents to offset that mortgage, help you build that wealth, and allow you to move on to another property. Yeah. Um, recently, uh, Fannie Mae came out with uh, a new product, which is good. You know, they're working towards helping the homeowner achieve yeah. that dream. Uh, they recognize the the struggle that's out there right now with uh, limited inventory, the increase in rates recently. So uh, November of last year, uh, they came out with a program that allows for 5% down on an owner-occupied two to four unit. This is a, uh, uh, quite a distinction from the 15 to 25% that was formally required. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, you're not stuck with the, the FHA guidelines, which say that the rents have to be at a certain amount. I think the rents have to cover 75% of all expenses. Uh, and if and if they don't, then you can't move forward. I think that's what the feasibility study is. That what it's yeah, called? it's a self sufficiency test, and that was one of the big sticking points um, with with uh, multifamilies using FHA financing. Is that with the uh, recent uptick in home values, a lot of folks weren't qualifying because it wasn't meeting the self sufficiency test. And I found you know one of the big issues just in my experience with that was. Uh, folks that were on leases that were under market value, we're forced to use that lease that's in place. Of course, if it's vacant or month to month, we're using market rents. Yeah. Um, but if there's a rent uh, or a lease in place, I should say, and the rent's under market, we're forced to use that. And that can, uh, a lot of the times, uh, kind of mess up that uh, calculation for the self-sufficiency. Yeah, I've noticed a big uptick in buyers using this 5% conventional down program. Let me ask you something. So, with the 5% conventional down program, the buyer's still paying PMI, right? Correct. All right. So PMI is, is basically mortgage insurance for anybody uh, listening. Now, however, that PMI can drop off, though, unlike FHA, when you hit a certain equity uh, position, right? 
Somebody knows his stuff. You got it, Emilio. That's right. Uh, FHA less than 10% down, which the reality is most folks are putting a three and a half percent down on these multis. They're stuck with that mortgage insurance for life. Yeah. They're there to refinance out of that mortgage. Whereas conventional allows you that opportunity. Once you get that equity position, that mortgage insurance can be eliminated. So that's a big plus. And what what is that equity position, Justin? Uh, when you're initially purchasing, it's 80%. So that's what everyone hears and knows. But Actually, when you're in the mortgage, it's 78%. So once you get to a 22% equity position, 78% of the value on a loan that's established, that mortgage insurance could be eligible to be eliminated. Okay. So so for our listeners who are tuning in, who are interested in house hacking, or, or maybe even a consumer that put 10% down on the mortgage, like, you know what? I want to get rid of PMI. Can you walk us through like walk us through how do you get rid of pmi how long do you have to be in that mortgage uh how long do you have to be paying on time like what do you have to do to get rid of that pmi and save a few hundred a month yeah so typically um they want to see that you've had 12 payments on the mortgage so usually um it's 12 months uh mortgage without a refinance of course so if you're staying in the loan that you have they want 12 months and then um after that you can apply to have that mortgage insurance removed um, there's a process through your lender that you can do that. Um, sometimes they'll do what's called an automated valuation model, which yep. is basically uh, an online review of the property and the comparables that are out there to see if the equity is there. Um, sometimes they'll say no and they'll require a full appraisal, which you can provide independently. Yeah. Not a bank appraisal. So that's a nice feature. It's a little bit cheaper that way too. Um, and you can provide that. And if the evidence is there that you have the equity, um, and the chances are very high that that, that mortgage insurance is going to go away from you. That's fantastic information. Now, for our listeners, the reason why I'm asking these questions is because I'm literally, I'm, I'm putting the golf ball on a tee for you, and I want you to freaking nail this thing down the fairway, right? Think about this for a second. You go and you purchase a four-unit property, okay? Three, four-unit property with only 5% down. We even get the sellers to say cover the closing costs, meaning you're not pulling that money out of pocket, okay? So now you're left you're left in a situation where you need about 17% now to get rid of the PMI, which is say an extra four or $500 per month. Okay. Call it six grand per year. Okay. You need an extra 17% equity to get rid of it. Here's the deal right now in the market. Okay. The prices I believe are going to hit anywhere from five to 15% uh, of an increase this year because of the lack of supply and the demands. We're not there yet, okay? I am seeing prices already start to creep up, okay? But if you're going in in January or February when it's snowing outside, when it's icy outside, when it's crappy outside, you're going up against fewer buyers, right? So my suggestion, yeah. right, right, Justin? Yeah. So my suggestion is go lock this up and then possibly next year at this time, you could be at that 22% equity position. Justin, we've seen it year over year over year over year, right? So many people. Yep. So many. I'm going to, I'm going to give our listeners a quick story. Okay. About, about, you know, uh, one of our clients that worked with you guys over at North Point Bank, they went and they did this. Okay. But Instead, it was a 10% down at the time, okay? Because the 5% wasn't, wasn't there. So they put 10% down. They went in. It was an owner-ox situation. 
They went in, they bought their home. And about a year later, they had enough of an equity position because uh, of, of where the market escalated. They did a couple improvements. I went back out. I did a, uh, a fair market value report for them. I said, hey, listen, you are in a spot where you can go get rid of this PMI. They got rid of the PMI. I think it was like four to 5000 a month that they saved, Justin. You know what they did with that? What? They put that money into another account. They paid themselves every single Love month. It. Love it. They kept paying themselves every single month, and then they used it for another investment property. Perfect. Yep. Right. I, I've seen that. And, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk out there about waiting, right? Waiting to see what the market does, waiting for values to go down, waiting for rates. And, you know, to your point, that's one of the, the least favorable discussions that I think you can have with somebody is to wait. Right. There's a, a lot of opportunity right now. Um, I found in my 26 years that uh, in Rhode Island specifically right around that uh, November break. Everyone, everyone goes into hibernation, right? There's right. nobody out there. It's like the streets are bare, right? So if you if if you can focus and maintain, you're going to have so much more opportunity. And to your point, rates are going to be down in the next six months or so. That's going to be an opportunity for you to refinance, along with the growth and appreciation and home values. That's a deadly combination for you. It's a home yeah. run. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, you know, if you're just tuning in, we got Justin Conrad of North Point Bank here with us today talking about home hacking, right? The ability to now take only 5%, put it down on a, a two to four unit property, live in that property, let the rents pay down your mortgage, let the rents pay down your taxes, your insurance, all of your overhead and pay very little in a perfect scenario, nothing, but right now it's probably very little. Now, say if you can live, if you can do this and you can live in a property and you're paying only $1,000 per month all in because your tenants are paying the rest, what would it cost you to rent that unit? Would it cost you $1,800, $2,000? Take the remainder, take the rest of that, pop that into a bank account. Let's say it's $1,000 a month, okay? Pop that into a bank account and, and guess what happens? You have $12,000 at the end of the year. In addition to that, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to reach out to us if you've been in a program where you have PMI and you think you can get out of it. And you may be at that point where you're like, hey, you know what? I uh, I want to get out of this. Maybe I want to go buy something else. Reach out to us. Call Justin. Him and I are going to team up. We're going to help you with this. We can get you some numbers. We can look at what you may be able to take and spend on something else and help you build that wealth through real estate. 401. 242-4390. That's Justin's direct line. Again, it's 401-242-4390. Hit Justin up. Tell him you heard it here on the radio. I'll say it one more time. 401-242-4390. You're going to want to make that call. Let's make you some money. Let's do it right. Let's build some wealth. You're going to have, you're going to be so glad you did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of opportunity out there still. Justin, are you um are you seeing things starting to pick up right now in the housing market? Yeah, I think we got a little shot in the arm there uh, with the decrease in rates. It put some people that were on the sidelines back in the game a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know that inventory thing's still a killer right now. Um, you know, I just I was uh, I was looking last night uh, just in my town and my in my city, North Providence. There's 11 properties 
percent. Eleven properties. Oh yeah. 11. Yeah. I think that's that might be the lowest I've seen it in North Providence. In, in, in North time. Providence, yeah. I mean, North Providence, I would say, is probably normally teetering around 90 to 100 easy. Mm -hmm. Easy, right? I yeah. mean, look at this, the state of Rhode Island. I think we're back down towards the low 800s for active single-family homes on the market. Yeah, right on, yep. Thousands, you know? Crazy stuff. Well, hey, listen, to our listeners, again, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, feel free to 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 drop us a line. We're happy to help you out. If you can, uh, you can also Google Justin Conrad North Point Bank and you'll see his profile pop up or go ahead and call or text him 401-242-4390. Awesome. Justin, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Likewise. Nice job. Thank you so much. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here in a couple minutes. Uh, we'll be right back with some more real estate information and news right here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming everywhere on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and uh, it's been a fun show so far. We're really excited to be here with you every week, you know, but there's always there's always things that come up in real estate that well, not always, but sometimes there's things that come up in real estate that are not so exciting, okay? And in the wintertime, you know, with very high utility costs, higher than ever, in addition to higher than ever taxes, insurance, mortgages, and everything else, it can get tough for some people out there. And this is this segment's for them, okay? Um, there's ways, look, if, if you're behind on your mortgage, or if you know somebody that's behind on their mortgage and they're like, what do I do? I just bought six months ago, last year, or maybe I did a cash out refi, or maybe I did this or that, or I borrowed against my house or whatever it is. Don't panic. Do not hit that panic button. Okay. There's ways out of it. I'm going to share a story about some clients of mine. Um, I'm not going to give you their, their names or their address or anything, but I'm going to share a story and hopefully this can help you. And hopefully this can help shed some light on really the positive outcomes that can come when, when you're, you know, doing, doing the right things, when you have the right resources and there are resources out there for you or anybody who, you know, who may be struggling paying that mortgage, you're getting the late notices in, or, you know, you know, it's going to happen. Maybe you were laid off or this or that, or income has changed or you got sick and, and things have changed, right? So let me explain a story about a, a client of mine. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call her Tammy. Okay. So Tammy uh, was referred to me by a friend and Tammy has a beautiful home out in Lincoln, Rhode Island. And basically when Tammy called me, she was like, hey, Emilio, you know, so-and-so referred me. Um, and look, I got a situation where uh, I went through a divorce um, it's one income now. I can't afford the upkeep on the house. This thing is too big. You know, I'm behind on payments and I, I just, I don't know what to do. So I said, Tammy, it's all good, right? Let me do this. We've got a three-step process. First step is, guess what? This phone call, right? So I told her the second step, I go ahead, I walk through your property and get to know it, understand you, your goals, everything that's going on. And the third step is we figure out solutions for you to get out of this situation unscathed, okay? So Tammy was behind on bills, on mortgages. Things were starting to stack up. Uh, so, you know, 
I sat down with Tammy, step two, right? I went to Tammy's house. I walked through her home with her. And uh, step three, and that was easy, right? Step three, the next day, I went back to her home. And I said, listen, here's the deal. You can go ahead and list the property on the market. This is how much you're going to walk away with when it sells at this price. But this is what you're going to have to do. These are the items that you're going to have to fix in order to get this price. Okay, in order to get buyers to qualify for your home, because certain mortgages, especially in in that in that area, uh, like FHA, VA, Rhode Island Housing, they require certain things. They require hand railings going up the stairs to the house. They require uh, uh, hand railings around the deck in the backyard. They require no chipping paint, this or that, right? So I showed her, I said, listen, I can get contractors out here for you. I got to quote everything. It's going to be around ten dollars to $15,000 to get it up to snuff for market. I said, here you go. Here's your bottom line. Boom. Drew that out. And I said, look, You've got a little bit of equity in the house. You can do that. So then she said, what are the other options? So I went through it with her and I said, look, you can get a cash buyer in here, okay? And your cash buyer is likely going to pay this because after they do this, 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 and this, and I spelt it all out. I said, look, they're going to have to redo the kitchen. They're going to have to redo the hardwood floors. They're going to have to redo the bathrooms. They're going to have to put a new roof on. They're going to come in here and spend between eighty and a hundred thousand, but they're also going to realize, uh, you know, they're going to realize some returns. You know, they're probably going to be able to put this property on the market for an additional hundred thousand dollars. So I said, "Look, is there any way you could actually do that work and then make that return?" She said, "No, Emilio. You know, I'm behind on stuff." I said, "Look, you just never know." Sometimes people have money they can borrow from somewhere. Sometimes not, but it's important we look at all of these options. So the last thing was, as I said, of course, we can get the cash buyers in, right? Got a cash buyer in there, got her uh, got her an offer. It closed seven days later. Seven days later, we secured her a rental. She was good to go, walked away with about $50,000 in her pocket. She thought she was going to lose this house. She thought she was going to be in a bad spot, but... Because of the lack of demand out, I mean, the lack of inventory out there, the increased demand for buyers right now in the Rhode Island real estate market, people with distressed properties, people behind on payments, people with properties that need work. I'm talking to you. You can sell your property right now for the highest that it's ever, ever, ever going to sell or ever has sold. I'm not going to say ever going to sell because I think the market is going to continue to increase a bit. But you can let go of that property and you can hopefully, in many cases, realize a return, get some money back, get back on your feet, stop hanging on to something that's not worth hanging on to. Sometimes it makes people sick. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Sometimes we just got to move on. So if that's you or if that's someone you know, I want you to reach out to me and I'll walk you through this three-step process. We'll discuss all of your options. 401-359-2338. This is much better than going to a wholesaler. You hear these, these TV commercials and these radio ads, and I know them. They're great, great people, right? Fantastic. I'm not speaking about anybody specific, but look, I know all the players out there, okay? And all wholesalers are going to do is they're going to take your home, they're going to put their commission on top, and they're going to flip it to somebody else. That's equity that could be in your pocket. 
cut the middleman out, contact a trusted real estate agent that knows how to do this, okay, and make as much money as you can. Figure out if it's worth putting it on the market or selling to a cash buyer. I'm going to help you get top dollar, the absolute top dollar you can for your home. It's 401-359-2338. We've got cash buyers. we got buyers out there with conventional mortgages. We have sometimes situations where it's only a few grand to get your home fixed up and I can get contractors in to do the work and get paid at closing. It's going to be more expensive. They're going to charge you a premium for that if they're going to wait for their money, of course, but who cares? You're walking away with equity. You're walking away with your head high. You're not losing your home. If you're getting those notices in, the pre-foreclosure notices in, okay, it's time to make a call. If you feel like you're going to fall behind on payments, it's time to make the call, okay? You're not locked into this thing. There's a better end out there for you, okay? Use it, leverage it, explore it. Maybe it's not the right time, but maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe you're six months out. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you just need some guidance. You need some help. Maybe you're not going to sell. I'm here for you. It's 401-359-2338. Write it down. Give my name and number to a friend. Say, hey, I listen to this guy on the radio. You know, he, he can help you out. And, and that's what we do. You know, we've got story after story after story with this. And and I I really, I got a soft spot there because I've had, I've been in situations, you know, 12 years ago where I was, I was getting evicted. I can't imagine because, because I lost my job right before real estate, I was getting evicted. Uh, I was in a situation was hardcore in debt. And, you know, I, I had an opportunity to turn around. That opportunity was called real estate gun to real estate sales, man, it was rough at first. It took forever. It took me six months to get my first paycheck. But the whole moral to the story is, is I know what it's like to eat ramen noodles and eggs and that's it, right? I, I get it. I know what it's like to, uh, you know, have the, the, the repo truck coming for your car. It's not a good spot. And you got to get out of it. You got to get out of it quick. And if you can, with equity, you're good. The market has gone up exponentially over the past couple of years. We've had clients. I had, I'm going to tell you another story, right? I had this client, Joe and Kim, I'm, and I'm using different names, but let's say Joe and Kim, okay, in Warwick. And they purchased their home a year before. And they're like, you know, Emilio, we want to sell the home. But after paying, you know, your, your real estate fee, after paying, you know, transfer taxes and the attorney's fees, we, we figured out that we'll be negative. And I said, well, not so fast. Not so fast. You don't know that, right? So I went and I, I visited Joe and Kim. And I sat down with them after walking through their home. And I said, listen, you are the only home on in your entire neighborhood. Okay. The only home. You are the only show in town. My suggestion is that we list it at this and the this literally gave them $20,000 after everything, after they sold, they put that 20K in their pocket. Let me tell you something. When you are broke and have zero money, 20,000 goes a long way. 20,000 to get you back on your feet. Now, I don't know if it's 20,000 for you. It might be five. It might be break even. It might be negative. Okay. You don't know until you do the homework and I'm here to do the homework. There's no, no obligation. There's no cost for that. This is what I'm here for. This is what I do. 
You can contact any realtor you, you like or trust, but if you want to give us a shot, we're here for you. It's 401-359-2338. we got a great rest of the show for you today, and I'm excited. I've got Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections coming on in a bit, and uh, he's a seasoned, total professional, uh, fantastic. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that segment. Um, but good stuff, you know, happy to be here with you. Happy to be a resource for you. Again, 401-359-2338. I'm Emilio Despirito with the Despirito team, and we'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming everywhere, iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, it's Emilio Despirito, and you're tuned in to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM. I got to tell you, one of the most important parts of buying and selling a home is home inspections. And that's why we felt it necessary to have Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections on the show to give you vital information. So Mike is the best in the business, in my opinion, and my clients rave about him. So we've invited Mike on the show today to give us some tips about the inspection process. Hello, everybody. It's Mike from Patriot Property Inspections. And today, I'm going to flip the script on home inspections. Most of you folks out there, especially if you're real estate agents and you're used to listing properties more so than working with buyers, you tend to fear the home inspection. But what I'm going to tell you today is how you can use the home inspection as a seller or a selling agent and get the most return on your investment for that property. Are you selling a property and you're looking to get top dollar? Are you looking to negotiate as little as possible with potential buyers on the property you're selling? Are you looking to have that buyer's inspection be less stressful? Now, these questions are a bit uh, a bit rhetorical, and uh, I'm sure the answer is yes, yes, and yes. Here's how to do it. You get a pre-listing inspection done. Now, I know some agents who recommend that all their sellers do a pre-list home inspection. I know some agents who've gone so far as to pay for it for their buyers as part of their listing service. The pre-list inspection, if you're not familiar, is the same comprehensive inspection that we would do on behalf of a buyer. We just do it for the seller while the home is being listed rather than after the home is already under contract and the wheels are rolling on that. Right now, buyers are not waiving home inspection anymore. The post-COVID-19 panic of you have to waive your home inspection to get the house and pay tons of money for it and jump in there taking all the risk as a buyer, that's gone. Interest rates are creeping up a little bit, even though they might be backing down, they're higher than they were. Uh, Purchase prices are up, so the buyers are a little bit more discerning, and they're just not willing to take that risk. So they're doing home inspections, and they're back to asking for concessions. That might be asking for repairs or asking for price reductions. If you're a newer agent and you've only been selling houses for the last couple of years, get ready. This is going to be a change for you, but this is how it normally works. So don't stress out about it. That old antiquated thought process of listing the house, letting the buyer come through and do their inspection, and then crossing your fingers and hoping they don't find anything. Meanwhile, trying not to give yourself an ulcer and then react to whatever the home inspector and the buyer say. I mean, it's okay, but it's certainly not the best. If you're the list agent and you have a seller that doesn't want to negotiate, these are a great idea. If you're the list agent and you're having difficulty nailing down the value of the house based on conditions, this is a great idea. Now, let's talk about the old way versus the new way. And we can kind of compare and contrast and show you how pre-list inspections can help you as a seller. And it's something you should do as often as possible. Now, let's talk about the old way. So, people tend to stress out. 
You've got the house under contract. Your buyer made an offer. Your seller accepted the offer. Everything is going swimmingly, and it's fantastic. But then you've got that window where you're just sitting around waiting. Is the buyer's home inspector going to find something catastrophic that we didn't know about? Is the buyer going to be super picky? Is the buyer's dad going to be there and be super picky on their behalf, which is a real thing? Um, you don't know, so you tend to stress out about it. After the inspection, again, with newer discerning buyers out there, are they going to hit you with a bunch of arduous negotiations where you're going to have to go back and forth between the buyer and the seller about the price of the house based on new conditions that were found that weren't in the disclosure? Are they going to request a bunch of repairs that are maybe necessary, maybe not, but certainly they were on the home inspector's report, so people tend to ask for them? Or maybe even worse than that, are you guys not going to strike a deal and the buyer's going to walk away? Either way, these things lead to lower purchase price, either because repairs have to happen or because you negotiate a lower price so the buyers can get the house, which costs your client, the seller, money because they're selling the house for less. Obviously, it costs you money because you get paid a commission on that. Um, and if clients walk from the house, that's the worst thing because, one, they don't have to tell you why they walked. They could just say, all right. Based on the home inspection, we don't want to buy the house anymore. Thank you. Can I have my deposit back? And they're going to go move on to the next house. Now, if this happens a couple of times, this is terrible for a seller because then the house is on the market. All right, cool. It went under contract. It's off the market. Then it became not under contract and it's back on the market. If this happens two or three times, the next group of buyers is going to start to look at the house and be like, what the heck is wrong with this house? Why is it on and off and on and off? You don't want that, and you're going to be forced to lower the price because now it kind of has two strikes against it, and maybe it's through no fault of your own. It might just be bad luck. So if you do the pre-list home inspection, conversely, what you end up with is something a little different. You avoid all of that drama and nonsense that really doesn't have to be part of the real estate transaction. You don't stress out about what the the uh, buyer's home inspector is going to find because you already brought in a professional to go through the house and find whatever's wrong with it. You get the information first as the seller. This is the biggest advantage you can have. Having the information first means that you can do the first reaction to that information. So you have the leverage and the control over the whole process as the seller, which is what you want. You want to drive the ship and be proactive. You don't want to be reactive to the other folks. So you get your home inspection done. The home inspector goes through the house and they give you this long report, dozens of pages, maybe 80 or 100, who knows, whatever. You get this long report. Now you comb through the information and you as the seller, you decide what's going to happen. Are you going to repair some items? Certain things maybe a lot of buyers are going to balk at, so it might be in your best interest to repair some of those or remedy some of those conditions. These could be safety items or hazardous items. Um, or maybe if you're pricing the house where you might get a VA or FHA buyer in there, some of the items that they tend to flag on their appraisals, even though that's not really part of the inspection, those kinds of things. So you're going to want to take care of that kind of stuff. If things are due for service, maybe take care of that. Now, some things are going to be beyond your, your financial ability, and you won't be able to do repairs. Um, you're going to want to concentrate on safety items, items that might be a good return on investment. So certainly something you might fix if it costs you $5 to fix it, but it's going to net you $15 on the other end of it, then that's fine. Something that's going to cost you $5 to fix but isn't really going to give you a profit on the other end, you don't have to fix it. This home inspection is not your repair list. It's your list of items to repair if you choose to get a good return on that or disclose. 
So you can disclose everything on the home inspection report and it's still fine. Don't stress out about telling the buyer that there's a bunch of stuff wrong with your house because guess what? There's probably a bunch of stuff wrong with your house. Every house has it. No house is perfect. Even brand new construction sometimes has stuff wrong with it. So now you've got this ultra transparent disclosure. You're giving good news and bad news to that potential buyer. Now they feel comfortable. You brought in a licensed home inspector, a third party person, non-biased. They went through the house. They told you everything that was wrong with it and everything that was right with it. Maybe you fixed some things, maybe you didn't, and you give that pile of information to the buyer. Now they're comfortable. They don't feel like you're trying to hide things, and it doesn't put them on edge as far as that secondary negotiation. Now they may still bring in their home inspector to do their job because your pre-list inspector works for you, and they want their guy working for them, which is totally understandable. But the report's not going to be that much different. I would say that uh, my report will take the Pepsi challenge, if you will, with any other home inspector, and they're not going to find stuff that we didn't find, nothing significant anyway. So you're not going to have a surprise. Now what happens here is as a lister or a seller or a selling agent representing or advising a, a, a client selling the house, You've gone through the inspection. You've appropriately priced the house based on the conditions of the house and the age of everything in there. Then when the buyers come in, you're not going to have that secondary negotiation. You can have a seller that's a bit stubborn that says, this is what I'm selling the house for, and I'm not changing it by $1. Well, you don't have to now because the buyer's not going to have any surprises. They've looked at the report, and you've priced it accordingly based on what the house is worth and the condition of everything in there, and you're not going to have to change that price by a dollar because you told them everything that was wrong with it. You're not going to have folks walk away because they come to look at the house, and then they find that maybe some of the deferred maintenance is more of a project than they want. And that doesn't even necessarily mean that you priced it wrong. It just may not be wrong. I'm sorry, it may be wrong for that particular buyer. So you might filter out some people that would give you an offer on the house that are probably going to walk away anyway, but that's fine. You don't want to waste your time with them, and you don't want them to waste their time looking at a house that isn't right for them. And you certainly don't want the on-the-market, off-the-market, on-the-market carousel. You want it on-the-market, off-the-market, sold. That's what you want. You're not going to have to reduce the price. You're not going to have to play with any of that other stuff. And it's going to go nice and smooth. So... For those reasons, I'm telling you, this is the best thing to do if you are selling a house. Have a professional licensed home inspector like Patriot come in, do the full inspection, disclose or repair what you want, but make sure if you don't repair it, you disclose it. I mean disclose everything. Don't worry that you're putting a bunch of information about this and that and the other is broken or old or worn on the house. You want to tell them that the boiler is 30 years old but still working. Because you don't want their home inspector to come in and say, well, it's 30 years old. It's probably going to die tomorrow. You need a new one. And they're going to try to negotiate $7,000. If you just tell them it's old, it's not really going to change the price of your house. But they're not going to negotiate it. So for more information on pre-list inspections, certainly you can give us a ring or check us out online. Our website is homeinspectorri.com. Or you can reach me direct at 401 578 4878 If you're out there selling a house, even in a competitive seller's market, Really consider a pre-list inspection. This is Mike with Patriot. Have a great day. All right. On the line with us, we've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Jen's here to bring us the top five events happening in Rhode Island. Jen, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always. What do we got? The Wakefield Idol 2024 um, is underway, and it's on Thursday nights until March 28th at 7 p.m. So it leaves you a good amount of time to at least attend uh, one of them. Um, it's a karaoke-style singing competition where 64 local singers
players compete for a cash prize in the final rounds. Um, it's great too, though, the audience gets to participate in the voting and pick your favorite. Um, again, it's weekly on Thursdays at 7 p.m. And it's a super popular event too. So you want to get your tickets in advance and you can also get season tickets. So if you want to go every Thursday, which a lot of people do, um, you can plan on doing that. That's great. The PPAC presents Ain't Too Proud, um, The Life of the Temptations, January 23rd to 28th. Um, it's an electrifying new smash Broadway hit um, and musical, obviously, that follows the Temptations' journey from the streets of Detroit to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you can expect signature dance moves, uh, your favorite hits, and the sights and sounds of the Temptations. Wonderful. Saturday, January 27th, is the Rhode Island Brew Fest um, from 2024 at the Waterfire Arts Center in Providence. Um, it's a celebration of American craft beers with over 50 breweries and over 200 styles of beer. The event has two sessions. There's a 1 to 4 and a 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Um, all beverage samples are included with your ticket, and there'll be food vendors, music, and much more, and each attendee gets a commemorative glass. Um, and that typically sells out, too, so if you're interested, get your tickets in advance. Awesome. Um, now, until February 29th, is the Winter Wonder Days at the Roger Williams Park Zoo. Um, it's open Thursdays to Monday, and the Winter Wonder Days is half-off zoo admission. Uh, you can see the zoo in a whole new light with fewer crowds um, and a cool atmosphere. All tickets are available online, but it's a great reason to reacquaint yourself with the zoo and um, the animals there are typically not hibernating, so you'll be able to see all the animals as well. And last but not least, Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. is the winter season Providence Farmers Market. Um, enjoy a year-round market experience with local farms and food vendors. Um, it's in a custom-built facility designed for year-round use, so there's indoor and outdoor um, there'll be local farms, locally baked goods, coffee, artisans, home goods, and there's gluten-free options, vegan options, much more often there's um, music involved. So you can just come out and support your local vendors uh, every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Fantastic. And you can check it all out at riblogger.com. Don't forget to go ahead and add your events as well. Good stuff, Jennifer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. Stay safe out there. You too. Thank you. Awesome. Great show today. I'd like to thank Justin Conrad of North Point Bank. He was filling in for Paul Salcone over at North Point. Also, Ethan, our producer, Bill, our station manager, Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, Mike Auger with Patriot Home Inspections, and you, our listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us, loyal listeners, for was it nine years now, I believe. Eight, nine, who's counting? I don't know. Good stuff. Thank you so much. I'm Emilio Despirito with the Despirito team at Engel and Volker signing off. God bless you and enjoy your week.